was walking my E.T., my little extraterrestrial, the other day, and we were watching some Spielberg movies. We were kind of discussing how he's probably our favorite director, and uh, I don't know I don't know about you if he's your favorite director, Brooks, but um, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely mine. I'd say uh, you know he's the last you know ten years or so he's kind of slowed down his. Um, epic sci-fi kind of fantasy stuff, obviously, uh, and, and all that. But, you know, he still maintained the the basics the, that make him a great director, I think. So you were walking around with your E.T. and you were watching Spielberg movies. No, well, we were walking around, and then eventually we ended up uh, okay. to a place where we watched. Yeah, we were it wasn't like we were watching it on, on his or my phone. You know? what, did, what does E.T. think about E.T.? The movie, you know, what does E.T., the extraterrestrial, think about E.T., the extraterrestrial, the movie? His fingers always, it's glowed up the whole time. His fingers glowed up, and he's, it's like, it's almost like he's in a trance. He's like, he's just saying, home, 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 home. <laughs> just, it's really, it's kind of weird. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's almost like Spielberg made this um, ethereal experience for E.T., so Spielberg is your favorite. What's your favorite Spielberg movie? Or should we count down from 10? Yeah, we should maybe count down from 10. Dude, let's record a podcast where we count down from 10 on our favorite Spielberg movies. Dude, that's such a good idea. Yeah. Maybe next week. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing next week, but... Uh, yeah, or, or next minute. Yeah. Or now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually happen to have a list in front of me. Um, I just ranked my top 10 favorite movies that Spielberg directed I kind of ignored some of the you know ones that he just produced or like yeah. TV movies or whatever right yeah, yeah let's do 10 well it's kind of crazy because I actually have a list that I've compiled to uh-uh. uh, you know maybe we were thinking about it at the same time and it's just yeah yes huh yeah 10 yes huh <laughs> 10 Spielberg movies in order <laughs> uh, from my personal uh, you know favorites obviously and it's funny because you know obviously 10 is the least favorite of the 10 but it's still in the top 10 still a favorite yes still a favorite so um we're not going to go too deep into these obviously if there's i'm sure over the course of the time we have this podcast we're going to talk about a lot of these in you know detail at some point um eventually okay so let's uh start with number 10 uh what was your number 10 my number 10 was munich Oh, okay. Okay. Um, well, Munich was an honorable mention for me. It wasn't on mine, so let's talk about it. All right. Well, 2005, uh, this movie I haven't seen in a very long time, um, which I'm guessing if I had seen it more recently, it'd probably be a little bit higher because I remember really liking it, and it's like it's different than I think a lot of Spielberg's movies because it's, like, it's based on this real thing that happened, and it's like violent and dark and... Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't really remember much about it. I just it's it's up there. Yeah. It's uh, full disclosure. I haven't seen it yet. There's like a like a couple of like Spielberg's classics I still need to see. So there's a couple that you know you might be like, well, where is it on his? Why have you why have you not put it on your list? It's because I haven't seen it. So same. Uh, you know that's yeah. Same so there's for me. there's like a hand you know like um a couple like the color purple. I haven't seen that, and I know that one's great. Always, I think I've heard that one was great with Richard Dreyfuss. Um, you know, there's just a few that I just still need to see and need to check out. But, um, yeah. you know, I've seen probably 75% of them, you know, yeah. ish. So, 
uh, enough to make a top 10. So, okay, mine was uh, Minority Report. Oh, right on. So another Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, that was my honorable mention. Okay, nice, nice. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's really cool to see this darker kind of, you know, sci-fi style kind of from, from Spielberg. I, I really like it. And, uh, you know, I, I haven't rewatched it in a while, so I don't. I actually don't remember if it holds up as well with everything else. It's just that one's one I always remember thinking about with Spielberg. So, um, yeah, so what was uh, what was your number nine? Saving Private Ryan was my number nine. Okay, okay. Mine's uh, mine's a little lower down the list, so uh, um, we can get to that when uh, when we get to mine. So, I guess my number nine is War of the Worlds. Okay, yeah, that that's that's not on my list. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, it's probably not on a lot of people's list. It's one for me. I just i I think it's uh, it's got this certain style to it, kind of like Minority Report, but a little different. Um, it's got this cool color palette to it and just it, this 50s sci-fi kind of vibe um and like the film look and the graininess mm, of it it, yeah. kind of, it just feels like a it's got a good like look a, yeah yeah the ending we don't like morgan freeman narrating the <laughs> and then they drank some water and that was really 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 bad <laughs> okay <laughs> spoilers for world of the worlds yeah. um all right yeah, well yeah. my number eight was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Okay, okay. That one's actually not on my top ten, but I've been rewatching it a lot more lately because okay. I've always hated it as a kid. And then <laughs> I've, as an adult, I've tried to give it more... It's still it's still not my favorite. It's still, uh, like I was saying, it's still clumped together to me with four uh, in terms of just like a fun adventure that's not really relevant to the story. You can watch one and well, three it's a as like a... one. That's kind of cool, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a side adventure. It doesn't it's not totally necessary to the narrative of Raiders and and Crusade yeah. and stuff. But um yeah, okay, so so okay, so Temple of Doom. So let's talk about that one. Um on your end, what did you you know, why did you have it on your list? Well, you know, it's just to me, like because of how I don't know, I just took the movies as a kid. I've never perceived of Temple of Doom as being uh, any lesser than the first or third. Like I would say that like now on rewatches, I can see it, but like growing up, I didn't think of it as like not as good, you know, that's funny. Cause we're like the opposite of it. Like I've come around to it. And like, yeah, when I was a kid, I was like, ah, I think, I think the, the, the big thing though, is like, it goes way, way more on the like darker, grosser, like they're eating brains and yeah. bugs and, pulling a hearts out of like that that's a traumatizing scene i mean there's a lot of stuff in raiders too that you know is traumatizing but it's happening to like the nazis you know it's not just happening to some random guy who's like uh, 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 you know some like scared right whole, like, like it's just and then when uh, it's just scary when but it's Indiana good it's, jones it's, it's, becomes yeah. like evil for a few minutes like oh yeah that's crazy <laughs> i mean yeah. i don't know maybe that's partially why i love horror movies as an adult like, I just, I don't know. I just, I always liked it. And so, um, yeah, like, you know, on, upon rewatches, I can see it is a little clunkier. It's, there's, yeah, that, that kind of stuff, it's got shock value and it doesn't really hold up as well. But, um, but yeah. like you said, it's a fun adventure. And to me, it's still miles, miles, miles ahead of uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So that's my number eight. Okay. All right. Well, uh, my number eight was Catch Me If You Can. All oh, right on. That's coming up later. 
Okay. My number seven is Schindler's List. All right. That's, uh, oh, wait, where did it go? Oh, no. My list. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's not on my list, but I know, I know I wrote it, and I think I deleted it, and I was supposed to move it somewhere, and I never moved Uh-oh. it. Oh. Okay, well, for anyone who's wondering, it's not on my list, but I love the movie. It's a masterpiece. It, same year, you know, he made that same year as Jurassic Park, so he, <laughs> it's such a tonally different movie. Uh, but yeah, let's, so let's talk about that. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's an epic masterpiece. Um, he shot a lot of the, you know, the footage himself, like mm-hmm. operated the camera, which I find to be really, really interesting. And he was like, it's like a personal, really personal film to him. Mm-hmm. And just the story, like I love uh, historical fiction and historical nonfiction. It's just, it's amazing like that it's like based on this true story. And yeah. So yeah, it's certainly... Uh, it, the only reason it's not higher up on my list is just because, uh, as being an epic movie, it's like you, it's, it's very long. It's very serious and like, yeah, yeah. it's, it's hard to watch. So it's not a big fun adventure film that you can just yeah. put on in the background and rewatch. It's very like something you'd see in a museum. It belongs in a museum. You know, it's, <laughs> it feels very much more like that, like historical epic piece you know but you know like that yeah. that as opposed to kind of a fun adventure film obviously you know and that's not that's what he was going for and i and i love that and i, I love the black and white i love the red the girl in the red mm-hmm. um the music uh john williams score is really great you know with the piano and the strings it's just you know it's awesome it's such a cool different style um for all of them and i just uh liam neeson mm-hmm. great so it's uh yeah great one yeah. great one um so what's your number seven so my number seven is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, unfortunately, that did not make my list. Okay. Yeah. As much as I as much as I enjoyed it, I just there wasn't there just wasn't room. It's... No, I mean for sure. Yeah, I should have probably put Schindler's List instead, but I think I'm going based <laughs> off of like what would I rather if I had to have ten of Spielberg's movies to rewatch every day all day. That's kind of my mindset for this list. So I think that's maybe that's why I didn't end up. Sub- subconsciously putting <laughs> Schindler's List on the list. On yeah. the list. <laughs> and also, I will say, as a testament to my fandom for th- Close Encounters, mm-hmm. do, 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 yeah, it's, yep. oh, it's so good. Yeah, apparently they spent like, like they went through like thousands of combinations of notes before they agreed on that one. <laughs> I can't get right? it's like doesn't the, like <laughs> they like have the big like trumpet play <laughs> um yeah I, for me I just I love Richard Dreyfuss's performance in that one and John Williams score I mean I know this is going to be a repetitive thing but specifically in that one I've really Wait, who's I'm, John Williams he's um he's a conductor for the the orchestra Oh yeah, I like how they incorporate the music as like they actually have the keyboard that they're playing to the uh, to the ship at the end, and mm. they going all back and forth. And I like how it's this slow build of like mostly just Richard Dreyfuss's character going crazy, but it's mm-hmm. he's not. He's kind of it's it's that he was kind of he had the experience with the you know the aliens at the beginning of the movie, and especially that scene on the railroad track. I love when everything's shaking and. 
Um, you know, the lights are going in and out and that like some of that stuff's just just great. And I love yeah. the you know, him going crazy and the family kind of that dynamic of the family kind of leaving and he built having that big thing in the middle, the big tree, but I guess it was like a tree stump or something. Sculpture. But, yeah, sculpture um of of you know what they're all seeing and yeah it was uh it's one of those films that's a lot more of like a visual and audio spectacle than it really is like a super interesting story um it's just this kind of simple story about you know and then of course i like the part where they're talking about the government trying to uh cover up like what are we going to tell everybody <laughs> you know that part's <laughs> a cool subtle like moment so we're on six you're number six Right. Yeah, my number six is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay, okay. Well, that's a uh, lower, a little lower on mine. So um, my number six. <laughs> this is probably where I should have put Schindler's List, but The Lost World. <laughs> Interesting. Not on yeah. my list. Yeah, yeah. I figured. <laughs> Didn't really get close either. <laughs> that's that's another example of one that you yeah. know maybe it's not quite as like you know, his, his masterpiece of work, but it's just something I love to put on. Cause I love Jeff Goldblum. I love the score. I love, uh, you know, even just some of the side characters are really cool. Um, you know, and like the, it just takes what Jurassic Park started and kind of, it kind of just adds a little to it, you know, without getting crazy. Like they have been the last like two or three movies, you know, I mean, they, yeah. I, I think that was where it was still kind of Spielberg's baby. And it still had that, that fingerprint of Spielberg's directing and, cinematography just stuff that was like his staples that he was really good at creating was still present in that movie despite what people you know would say about it so yeah that's that's kind of my you know and like i said that they haven't made a good film since then but um <laughs> uh yeah so that's that was it that was my number six um so what was your number five my number five was jaws okay well not on my list actually <laughs> wow i know interesting yeah it's it's that's one of those movies that I just um I guess even growing up I, I still I have it on Blu-ray I still rewatch every once in a while it's just it just kind of drags to me it's a little the story about it is great it's incredible like the story of how it was made and with the shark all the the shark problems and Spielberg's re, you know first real chance at kind of directing this big film and like the story is incredible for it but if I have to really give it an honest answer about rewatchability it's kind of it's a slower slower character building piece you know and there's uh there's a lot of great moments but it you know just doesn't flow as well for me but obviously it's number five for you so what what did you love about it well i really liked that it was kind of like a slow character uh build um <laughs> kind of exactly <laughs> what you said you didn't like <laughs> um you know i think it's amazing that and yeah and and certainly there's a lot to say about the making of and and the context of it but mm -hmm. i think even beyond that the fact that he was able like if you look at the end product and see sort of what they made with essentially just actors mm -hmm. and like For some sure. some basic like in camera visual effects it's like <clears throat> and like the writing and stuff i don't know it's just I think the reason it's so high up, even though I don't watch it that often, it's just kind of like that introduction to the magic of cinema and how mm, yes. something that you never really thought could capture your imagination, like a shark that's like 
you're going and hunting the shark because it's it's just like what and but and yet it's like it's literally created the summer blockbuster you know what i mean like yes and it's it, it started his career and it's like there's all that cool context but I, I i guess i just even beyond that cool context i think it's a good movie and you know it's quite certainly not as like flashy or uh you know, yeah. um, much of a roller coaster ride as as some of his others, but yeah, it's just like his his first sort of leap into the world of cinema, and he did like an amazing swan dive, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I mean, I, I I actually really have grown to appreciate Jaws a lot more over the years, and I I uh, it's like I said, it's still not one that I clamor to go watch. But it's one that I have grown to way, appreciate way more, not only because of the story and the making of, but just like you said, the character development and the acting. I mean, you know, um, you know, uh, it was crazy how was it Robert Shaw? He couldn't even get paid for the movie because he owed so much in taxes. Hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, wow, yeah, we and Richard Dreyfuss, you know, is is fantastic, and um, Roy Scheider's character, you know, he's really great. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's a fantastic movie. I, you know, I, I guess, like I said, for me, it's kind of that rewatchability, and I guess it's harder to want to rewatch that one as much. But it's fantastic, especially what he what he did with it. So my number five is Saving Private Ryan. So I think you mentioned that earlier, right? So yes, yeah. So let's talk about that one. This is one I actually haven't seen in a while. I just it's one I remember vividly. Like I still remember it to this day, even though I haven't seen it in years. Um, I remember so many parts, so many scenes, the music, the the you know just the the handheld cam kind of style um for a lot of it and like the the acting that you know tom hanks in it and just there's you know to me i just i personally it 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 feels kind of like the the more a little more interesting slightly more enjoyable version of schindler's list you know that darker kind of more serious piece that you can kind of i feel like rewatch and have a little more enjoyment maybe out of it that's that's just me in my opinion but um because it is darker and there is more to it, but at least you kind of get some of that, that war drama and action. And it's not so much like, Oh God, it's like a massacre. You know what I mean? It's that's mm. how I always kind of compare. Cause I would always kind of compare those a little bit. Cause they were, they kind of feel a similar, uh, you know, tone in terms of the, the darker feel to it. So, um, but yeah. So uh, what are your thoughts on that one? Well, you know, similar to Munich, it, if I had seen it more recently, I bet, <clears throat> I bet it'd be higher on my list. Um, I just haven't seen it in a while and, uh, yeah, I mean, I just like, I'm a fan of war films and, you know, series like Band of Brothers, uh, and this, this style, this depiction of World War II and, uh, yeah, it just, it really sort of defined like that hyper-realistic, uh, style and, you know, of course the story's good too, but, um, but yeah, I, I think, <clears throat> don't have that many thoughts because it's been a very long time since I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Well, um, so yeah, so I guess uh, number four. Do you want to say your number four? Catch me if you can. Okay, which was my number eight. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about that one. I like. I really love the the different jazz style music in this. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a different flavor. Even like the credits and everything's kind of more kind of fun and cartoony and there's a little bit more of this kind of like you know uh the style you you, you know it's just that you can tell he's going for this uh this kind of light-hearted kind of action adventure but not even action it's just an adventure with him kind of 
going through all this stuff and, you know, making uh, Tom Hanks, you know, deal with all this, uh, <laughs> all this stuff as he's kind of leaving these bread, cr- bread trails, breadcrumbs that, you know, are basically getting them going in the wrong direction. And it's, you know, it's just a great back and forth kind of movie. So, uh, but it's your number four. So it's obviously you think it's a little, you know, like really good. So uh, let's hear what you got. For well, yeah, I mean, kind of like what you mentioned with the, the tone of the movie being kind of more fun, adventurous. There's that like, you know, how the movie starts off with the sort of game show, um, uh, just like outside of the movie type intro that like introduces you to who is Frank Abagnale. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, just like little things like that and the way that the, the plot sort of, <clears throat> there's a lot of jumping around and it really just kind of keeps you on your toes. Uh, and, if, and I think the other thing that really solidifies it for me is just the, the, all the performances are, are just, <laughs> just like right on the money, you know, and the yeah. writing's great too. So yeah, I think it's, it's really those, those reasons, the tone and the, and the performances. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great one. Okay. So my number four is, uh, the last crusade. Oh, right Jones. So, right. um, why, why is that your number four? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, obviously Indiana Jones is a major character, uh, you know, in my life and a very, uh, very very cool cool cat and uh this is uh, probably arguably one of the best films in the in the franchise you know it's um there's only one other one that might compete with it and it's uh, that one's a little you know it could be a little darker and this one's kind of got a little more humor and uh but it's still got those those elements to it you know there's that the great scene at the beginning where he's younger younger indiana jones and <laughs> remember the scene in a uh, family guy where he's like uh, he talks about oh, I'm gonna hum the the first part of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and he's like Peter just like <laughs> literally doing that for like a minute and a half of the of the scene. <laughs> um, yeah, so I you know I love that part, and of course you have the part where he's like he's you know ends up in the pit of snakes, um, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. in, in the on the train you know, and then. Um, just, uh, just I just like the the direction of that movie. You start out with with him, you kind of see what his life's like. Then he goes home, and you know Sean Connery's there, and uh, all that good stuff. And then he kind of it ends up. It kind of goes to that like Man of Steel switch, where you all of a sudden see him on a boat in in the rain, <laughs> um, as he's older, you know. And uh, uh, yeah, just, I just I really like that. I really love the you know the end, especially. It's just it's one of those movies that I mean it's Indiana Jones. It's what can I say? It's a quintessential adventure movie and uh i think this one in particular hit the mark on in terms of humor um the back and forth between sean connery and uh harrison ford um i think it was the weakest like they didn't have any real girls in this movie you know they had the one girl who was like who went behind his back at the end spoilers you know and like otherwise you didn't really have anybody else um it would have been nice to have marion in it but whatevs yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So my number three is E.T., the extraterrestrial. Hey, my little friend E.T. Um, yeah. Cool. So that's, that's your number three. Uh, mine's a little lower. Uh, my E.T.'s a little lower. Uh, so I guess uh, my number three is Jurassic Park. Huh. Right on. Yeah. My number two is Jurassic Park. Okay, wow. 
Oh, so you rank that more than me. That's that's or, or higher than me. That's crazy. Yes. Um, okay, so let's talk about Jurassic Park then, right? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, this is number two for me. Just, it's it's not really that close either because it's still one of the most rewatchable ones and um, just sort of, it's a tour de force. Like, everything about it yeah. is awesome and there's only a couple things that are dated but even that is like well it's just for me it's nostalgic you know but um but yeah it's just like it's 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 amazing it's uh and truly in in the true sense of the word yes i mean it was it's up there with with like superman in terms of like the like people could, oh wow, a man could, you'll believe a man could fly. That was like the marketing for, you know, Superman back in the day. And it, yeah. same with this Jurassic Park thing. You'll believe that that dinosaurs exist. And that mm-hmm. was the look that, you know, they got when they looked up is very similar to what the look that people got when they were watching the movie itself. It was very meta. The Jurassic Park franchise has always been very meta in itself, not understanding kind of what's going on in the landscape of current events and stuff. You know, that's why like the new ones are all about. No one's have you know, everyone wants something, you know, different and unique and they want like a hybrid dinosaur and, you know, all the anyways. So that that's why it's getting all crazy now, you know, in the new franchise because of all that stuff um, mm-hmm. in the world that we're all doing, you know, hybrid, hybrid everything and, you know, mega stuff Oreos and, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so uh, what I like about this one, though, is it's it's kind of like what what I it's like what I like about Jaws, but it's 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 the full adventure, exciting version of that to me personally, Uh, you know what I mean? That character story about, mm. you know, you know how it's, uh, it's all them. It's just every character in that movie, you kind of understand where they're, where they're coming from, except for maybe the lawyer, the blood sucking lawyer. Um, (laughs) You know, you pretty much understand where everyone's coming from in the movie and you can, you don't necessarily relate to everybody, but you, you see their characters, you understand Hammond's making this because he wants, you know, that flea circus, you know, that, that he talks about <laughs> and just like how he wants to have this awesome place of wonder. He's like the Walt Disney kind of thing, but there's mm. this underlying darkness behind it that he's not thinking about that, of course, Ian, you know, Ian Malcolm is thinking about the whole time. And then obviously, uh, you know, Samuel's yeah. characters, you know, you know, in Laura Dern, they're, they're, they're dealing with this thing about the kids. Like he, he doesn't want kids and she wants kids kind of thing. But, and as the movie goes on, he learns to slowly, you know, maybe want kids and understand kind of what it's like to, to actually be a father and all that kind of stuff. So there's just all these great underlying elements of character stuff that that's peppered in through this amazing spectacle of action and, you know, great pacing. I love how the thunderstorm slowly kind of builds, you know, Mm, you got like that one scene where they're like, well, I'm going to stay out. I'm going to stay out with her. And you know, the, the sick triceratops part and they kind of go back and the music starts kind of, kind of picking up as the thunder, you know, I just, that stuff I just love. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's like lots of cut, you know, Samuel Jackson in this is great. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on to your butts. And he's just like, (laughs) And when he's like on Nedry's desk and he's like, what a slob. And he just like throws his stuff everywhere. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So uh, love the movie, obviously. So, you know, the, the I think that's why Lost World is so high on my list because it, it's just a continuation of what we kind of got in Jurassic Park. I mean, obviously, it's yeah. this is a far better superior movie in terms of quality, and in terms of just stuff like that. But we still get a little bit of that 
in Lost World and a little bit of the Spielbergisms. So, so that's it for Jurassic Park, I guess. Unless you had any more thoughts. Um, Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. So three, that was that. And then two was E.T. Okay, so two for me is Raiders of the Lost Ark. My one. Well, wait, we didn't talk about Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? Right, because it's my one. Oh. See, I could have probably figured that out <laughs> if I had just waited a few seconds. But... Okay, continue. <laughs> yeah, so it's my number one. I mean, it's my favorite. It's, you know, you got this awesome adventure, this, uh, you know, like best role that Harrison Ford's ever been in. It's like the American James Bond, essentially. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's the beginning of an epic uh, adventure that, you know, s- spans decades. We're, we're even waiting for news on a new Indiana Jones movie, you know? It's like, really? Okay. Let's go. You're so, too old for this. Yeah. What do yeah, you like, 80? so, I mean, I don't know, man. Just, like, it's just, it's funny because when you watch it, it actually doesn't feel like a franchise movie. It's, like, because it's yeah, the very beginning, true. you know? It does. It just feels like a standalone. Yeah, that's why it's my favorite. It's, like, it's just... Yeah, it's definitely my favorite of the indie indie series the Raiders series yeah it's just like a great standalone movie um yeah I mean Marion's the best the best in this movie I like Marion's mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. um not so much in Crystal Skull because I don't think that's really Marion I think that's Marion <laughs> in disguise or something <laughs> like she just doesn't feel like Marion but um Marion in this is just fantastic and you know so many iconic lines from this film and moments like with a guy with the you know the sword and he just shoots him, <laughs> and that was just because on set that day he was like nauseous, and he didn't. He just wanted to get the seat. Or no, he wasn't. Yeah, he had like diarrhea or something. Something. Mm. I remember they they were vivid about it, but they were like he just wanted to get off the set and finish it. So that was why they did that. And uh, you know the scene where the was it the monkey or like she's in one of the there, there's all the different barrels and that that whole this the whole chase scene. Every single scene in this movie, you could like. I don't even want to talk about every scene because it's we we literally should talk about it eventually the whole movie. Um, but every single scene, the chase scenes, the the smaller scenes where they're exploring, you know, the snake pit, the just even the the short scenes where they're just talking like in a room. It's just they're all interesting and everything feels. Like you're like okay, what's gonna happen? What what are they discovering? What's it's not like you know like in like in Crystal Skull, you're like, well, Oxley said something about a, uh, a, a, you know, a, a skull that was that had been here for generations. I'm just like ah, I don't I just you know what I mean? They didn't draw you in, but they really draw you in with Raiders. And even even rewatching it when you know what's gonna happen, it's fun to kind of go on that adventure again with him because it's just such an epic adventure you know and it's sad i mean it's the most probably epic story i think uh other than maybe star wars uh it's like raiders of the lost ark <laughs> you know in terms of just a plot of just just a quick little one-off story um it's yeah it's incredible so it's a modern day classic <sighs> yeah yeah it really is i mean you could rewatch it and it totally stands like it totally holds up and it's from what 1981 yeah and it's it's just incredible um, so yeah, uh, well, that's, that's... just real quick before we talk about your number one, I just realized we didn't really say anything about ET. Oh, okay. skipped over the conversation. Um, yeah, I'll just yeah. very quickly say, it's probably since, cause, cause it's I want to get back to your number one. Oh, it's your number one. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's why. Interesting. Yeah. I know. Well, there you go. 
<laughs> it all comes full circle. Yes. And honestly, to be to be honest, the, the top three could interchange every day. <laughs> yeah. They could switch. You know, I, right. I just think E.T. E.T. is the most, other than maybe Jurassic Park, E.T. I feel like is the most Spielberg magic filmmaking out there you know like mm-hmm. the the flying bikes i mean uh, you know because i i actually you know I, I grew up in orlando so i was constantly going to universal and, and, and disney and you know places like that so, but universal especially had that et ride and the one in orlando is still the only one that's around and it just captures the vibe so perfectly that they had the smelling machines i remember that was like the some iconic hmm. thing that they invented was the smelling thing so when you're in there it smells like this forest um pt's mm-hmm. forest and it's just you know anyways but such a great score such a great like probably probably one of his best john williams best scores i just love the mystery that's created around et and i like how the story of how you kind of feel sorry for this little guy because he gets left by his family at the beginning of the movie um and just the tone of it the 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 um the fact that you don't see any of the adults really until way later you know, it's supposed to be from a kid's point of view, so it's very like you only see like their belt buckles and like their shoes and except for the mom. I think you see the mom, you know, but like like older adult like like all the cops and stuff, you don't see them fully until like in the middle of the movie, you know. Um, which I think is really interesting. I guess I like how they 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 kind of you know, the way he actually approaches the movie is through like a kid's point of view. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Those kid actors are so good. I mean, that's that's why I love it. It's like, you know, you kind of think of it if you haven't seen it in a while as a kids movie, but it's really just that's become that's just because it's like you said from kids' perspective, and it, those those actors are so good that it's not like a kids movie at all. It's like yeah, a, a really good movie just about kids. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like that. Um like that kind of the it or stranger things or something like that, where it's, you know, it's a, it's got kids in it and they're acting yeah. and it's, but it's not, it doesn't feel like it's uh, being catered to children, <laughs> you know, like star Wars. It was, didn't George Lucas say it was written for 12 year olds. He wrote it for his 12 year old son or <laughs> something like, like that. That's how he approaches them. And so, you know, <laughs> so when we're like trying to be like really, really serious about it sometimes and, and adult about it and like want to get, more adult themes and it. it's like, nah, I mean, it's technically for, but also that's what I like about now how they're creating cartoons and shows and they're creating, you know, live action series that are a little darker. And so they're kind of catering to different audiences. So if you like star Wars, you can choose which, which kind of content you want to watch. But um, anyways, that's another galaxy. Actually, no, it might be the same because wasn't it in Phantom Menace that you see the little ETs. So yeah, uh, that's it, I guess. Right. Um, your That's number our one. List. What was your number one again? Raiders. Raiders. Okay. Yeah, and like I said, that could be that's my number two, so it could easily be my number one, in, you know, in a couple of days. So, um, yeah, do you just want to, I guess, read through our list one more time and then call it a day? If you like to go first, that's fine. All right. Uh, ten. Minority Report. Nine. War of the Worlds. Eight. Catch Me If You Can. Seven. Close Encounters. Six. The Lost World. Uh, five is Saving Private Ryan. Four, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Three is Jurassic Park. And two is Indiana Jones, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I guess it's just Raiders of the Lost Ark, not Indiana Jones, but uh, <laughs> in the title at least. Uh, and then number one is E.T. My ten is Munich. My nine is Saving Private Ryan. 
Eight is Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Seven is Schindler, <laughs> Schindler's List. Sorry, Oscar. Six is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Five is Jaws. Four is Catch Me If You Can. And our top three being the same, my top three is E.T. I mean, my three is E.T. My two is Jurassic Park. My number one is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nice, nice. Yeah, oh, some, yeah. Uh, pretty good list there. You know, I think if, if you had to rewatch either of our lists, it'd be a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid choice. So, <laughs> so we'll see what the next. Uh, I think his next project is what West Side Story and Indiana Jones Five. So, I'm sure at some point between now and the time that comes out, we'll maybe talk about Indiana Jones and that series a little more. We'll maybe rewatch some of those movies and you know see what can happen before Indiana Jones Five and and make some predictions on that because. Uh, yeah, it seems weird that it's still going. But seems weird. Seems like they closed it out pretty well, as as badly as they did. Uh, I'm trying not to think about it too much. Uh, yeah. So I guess uh, I guess this has been movie walkie talkie over and out. Uh-huh.